everyone. Happy Monday from Healthy Soul Radio. I hope you guys are doing amazing. Uh, another Monday and here we are. So I haven't been here in a while. It's been, oh my gosh, probably a month because life gets busy. Uh, but I'm here with my buddy Sean York. He's awesome. <laughs> are you excited? I am. He's like, I'm not really sure what to expect. I've never done this. So with this with Tracy a... <laughs> Scarce, you never know what to expect. Uh, but anyways, we're glad that you guys are with us. If you haven't watched or if you haven't watched us or listened to us before, welcome. Um, we are all things healthy. So mind, body, spirit, we kind of talk about it all. Uh, if you have not uh, liked our Facebook page, check us out at Healthy Soul Radio and our Instagram as well. Uh, but today... We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about all the things, all the things. And I'm sure there's things that I did not prep Sean for, and we'll probably go that way. And he'll be like, Tracy, you didn't tell me we were going to talk about that. But we may talk about that. So, uh, so yeah, so this is my buddy Sean, and we have been friends. I'm pretty sure it's been, so my little Bella is almost 11 and Lonnie and I were pregnant at the same time and that's when we met you guys. I think we were both just about to pop. Just 11 years around. Yeah, so around 11 years. So he has a daughter named Kalea and a beautiful wife named Lonnie and we're gonna let him intro his own family. But, um, and so Lonnie and I were pregnant at the same time and we met at Chick-fil-A and I was like, hey, I'm pregnant, hey, you're pregnant. And, uh, and, and so we just kind of went from there and, and became friends. So tell us a little bit about your, about your family. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lonnie, we met in college at Vanguard university and, um, then I moved out to Hawaii, lived there for a year. And so she's Hawaiian. Her dad is full Hawaiian, which yeah. is very rare. Um, and so then we got married, came out here, came back to California, um, and started having kids. Yeah. And a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, and we didn't have kids until we were 30. And so, but I wanted to make sure that I could support her and be be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So, um, so we waited until I, I had a career and then we started having kids. And then yeah. as quick as we could, like one after the other. Yes. And um, so it was Kalea, Kainoa, Kapono, and Kahana. And ages. And um, see this, this oh, the oh. answer to this question changes like every six months. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, 10 years old, and then 9, and then 7, and then 5. Cool. And so in a, in a few months, that'll, that answer will change. And, it, and you're done. Tricky. You're totally yeah, done. Yeah, we're done. Because when, when she was 35, yeah. uh, once she turned 35, every time we would go to the doctor's mm -hmm. appointment, like those got tough because they were like, now that you're 35, you're at risk for this and this. And we were like so nervous. Yeah. And... It, it, it was really started to get scary. Yeah. And so um, once, you know, we didn't want to go through that again. But we, we actually, when we had three, when, the, when we were talking about the fourth one, uh, we were kind of like, oh, we could go either way. We yeah. could go either way. Should we? Should we not? Should we have another one? And then I finally said, listen, I know people that say no kids or we're done having kids. Yeah. I've never gotten that message. I said, yeah. I think we should just keep having kids yeah, keep until one of it. us says we're done. Yeah. So we did. We just kept, you know, so then eventually we said, okay, we're. And you literally have the most beautiful, well-behaved children. Like. They're, yeah, they're pretty chill. They're, they're, they have the aloha spirit. Totally. Lonnie, from Lonnie, yeah. And they're super cool, and they have these, like, cool haircuts, and they're just precious. They're so fun. I'm going yeah. to put you on the spot here. Okay. If you would to say, if you would say, like, out of the four, who gives you the most grief? Um... Oh man! Well, I, can't I know even they're imagine. not watching this, so um, they're at school. Um, you know what? Who's uh, your biggest rebel? Oh, Kalea, the oldest one. She yeah. was, and, and even when she was young, she was the one that would like step on the other kid, like. Yeah. And she, <laughs> I don't think, to be honest with you, I, I mean, she got some, she got some spankings when she was a kid. Yeah. But I don't think um, much of the other. There's like. I think Kainoa and Kahana, I, I never had, uh, you could like look at them and they would, you in a disappointed look. Yeah. And it would like break their heart. Yeah. And you didn't have to like punish them. But Kalea, man, she. She was a little nugget. Yeah. A little so, pistol. And she still is. But, yeah. uh, but she's, she's daddy's girl. Yeah. And um, she's she precious. Loves, we have great relationships. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what it's like to raise four kids. But then also you own two Chick-fil-A's. Yeah. And there's that's a whole nother batch of kids. 
I yeah. mean, they come to you a little bit older. You don't have to, like, feed them a bottle or, you know, give them a pacifier. But they're at a whole different stage in life. 150 of them right now. Yeah. Sometimes so. it probably makes you say, oh, my goodness, my own children are going to get to this age. And this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. It's a whole different it's a whole different. I always say I'm a issues. better, I'm a, I'm a good, I'm a better boss than I was when I first started because of having kids. Yeah. But I'm also a, a better parent. Yeah. Because of being, you know, yeah. from my job. You know, so I always look at people who run a business and don't have kids and I'm like, the compassion is missing. The compassion is not there because you just don't get it. You're like, I am running a business. But then you're like, I'm a dad. Yeah. And so you look at these kids and you're like, okay, I have compassion for you. And I know my own kids are going to go through this. So very interesting. So if you guys think this is going to be an interesting show, please share it because I think Sean's going to have a lot of really good things to say. And I kind of explained in my announcement of having you on the show yesterday that like, if I were to take somebody that I, I won't cry, I promise. <laughs> yeah, if you I, will. <laughs> I know, I know, right? If I were to take somebody that I held in like such high regard business-wise, I mean, from the beginning of time, you and I have always just connected, and it's like business, business, business. You just have, like, this mind that just makes me want to be better and listen and just take all of that in. And so, I mean, even though I was not in the chicken nugget business, I would just always ask you a million questions. Yeah. We would literally be at the beach, and I'm like, this poor guy probably just <laughs> wants... They, he, he does not work on Sundays for a reason, and I'm like, tell me about this, tell yeah. me about that. But we've just always had that, which has been really cool. And our families are, are pretty close when we get together. We used to do the beach on Sundays, and we've, we've got, gotten away a little bit. But I've just always appreciated that. So you're like my top three, if not like, you know, maybe my number one. <laughs> Working my way to the top. Yes, yes, yes. And then when you told the, the bricklayer story, I was like, this <laughs> is my dude. Um, so, so I love your family. Um, tell me a little bit, kind of just the, the intro story about how you came to Chick-fil-A. Because I know you were at Home Depot before. That's right, yeah. And you were like a sign painter. Yeah, yeah. Which so, I think is so cool. Yeah. Well, the it goes back to, um, you know, to college. I have a, I actually have a bachelor's degree in music education. And the joke is I have a bachelor's degree in music education. And so far, so far that degree has gotten me a job at Chick-fil-A. So yeah. that's, um, and then from there, um, I actually didn't do well in high school either. I mean, I barely graduated, went to junior college. I got like a 2.0 in high school. Um, I had a teacher one time that said, you know what, if you don't want to be here, don't come. Just don't come to class. I'll give you a C. You don't have, cause if you don't, if you're not want to be here, like I don't want you here. And I was like, sweet. And I never went to that class. Wow. Like, that's how disengaged I was with school. And then in went, high school. In high school. And went to junior college. And I ended up failing out of music classes and everything. I failed out of every. I dropped, like, failed everything. Stopped going. And then I got, I just said, I just don't know what I want to do in life. I had no motivation to do anything. Uh, but the one thing I did like, I liked singing barbershop music. Yes. So, um, but I got a job at Home Depot because one of the youth leaders, like, knew someone there. Uh, I was working at the youth group. And so I liked singing. I liked being part of the youth group and uh, went to work at Home Depot. Ten years, I was in um, Northern California, in Sacramento. Yeah. And then in, like, p- pushing carts, you know, and then ended up um, eventually going to school for music. Yeah. And um, went to Southern California, Home Depot there, uh, was in the garden department. Was, and eventually I, I, loved, I loved graffiti. And I loved you um, and Russ scarce. Yeah, I loved doing. I loved like studying it and, and taking pictures of it and trying yeah. to, you know, do all these styles. So yeah, sign making was like you know it was it was fun. So I started doing that and was like, um, now I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to brag about it, but I'm pretty sure. Please brag. Please brag. Okay, I'm pretty sure at a time I was the best sign maker in like. California. I feel like you were. Yeah, I mean, I would go to every store and I would walk in. I'd be like, nope, I'm better. Like I would, I start adding colors and like. Now, were you normally artistic, or did your love of graffiti like get you into being artistic? Yeah, I was. I liked to draw. I liked to, and that's what I did a lot in high school was just doodle and draw and draw. Because you weren't paying attention in class. No, I used to draw like like girls' names in graffiti and give it to them and be like, I'd made this for you and yeah, like total. (laughs) Like forever in the friend zone for you know like for, like just I, drawing pictures for girls. Like, I'm dying right now. Uh, like cheerleaders and stuff that never <laughs> never cared. 
Uh, I'm red. That's okay, because uh, you got Lonnie, and that's like yeah, the ultimate yeah. chick. You're, so, you're totally red. So then, um, like, why, why are we talking about this? So then, um, <laughs> I told you. So then I, uh, yeah, I made all these, did all these signs for years, went out to, um, finally met Lonnie at college, went out to um, apply, I finished um, my degree in music. Yeah. I applied to every school, every school in Hawaii, like, Literally, I'm, and I'm not, I, like, any school, private school, public school, over a hundred letters I sent out. My resume, I want to teach music, I have a degree in music, like, nothing. I think, like, two people responded with a letter of, like, rejection. Ev everything else was just, like, you know. You're like, well, at least that's finite. Like, at least they told yeah, me. Yeah, at least, yeah. So I went out there and, um, and w worked at Home Depot. Just made just enough to, to get by and, and pay rent out there. Um, and we were married and we had like nothing. We had like, you know, we were just, just barely, you know, enough to, to make it. But do you feel like that's so rad? Was oh, that yeah, such yeah. a beautiful rad time in your life to live in Hawaii oh, and, and we kind were, of have nothing? We were like, if you know where that big building is with the rainbow on it, yeah. the, you know, we lived like two blocks in from there. And so I would come home from work and I would run and grab my stuff and all my diving and I would go out and you could go right out or my bodyboard. And we would go right out to the beach, and we'd see all these people that were on vacation. We're like, this is our life. Yeah. You know? oh, and we did that so for good. a year, and it was amazing. But um, came back to California because my love for barbershop. Like, I was singing with these groups, and I just I had to come back. And so, anyway, I ended up coming back to California. Um, we, we, we moved back. Yeah. And, um, and then still at Home Depot, though. Still at yeah. Home Depot. And, but eventually, somebody saw me in the aisles, and they... Um, you know, I gave him like great customer service yeah. and, and he introduced me to kind of Home Depot and I'm sorry, to, to Chick-fil-A and ended up meeting the local franchise operator. Yeah. And the cool thing about Chick-fil-A was um, when when she told me about like servant leadership, she said, I would never tell someone to do something that I wasn't willing to do myself. Mm -hmm. And she's the owner of the business. Yeah. And um, she said, you know, Chick-fil-A believes putting people ahead of profits and everything that she said, I was like, oh, my goodness, like. I've had this. good bosses mm -hmm. over the years, but um, to have the company as a whole, yeah. from the top down, like I, I just felt like this is how my dad raised me to be, yeah. and I felt like I was home. And good. so I just like, I don't know anything about the restaurant business, Chick-fil-A. I've never taken anything about restaurant, like education. I've never taken a business class in my life. And you had never worked in a restaurant? Uh, I worked at McDonald's okay. for like um, nine months when I was like 16. Okay. It's my first job, you know. Yeah. So I kind of, no, I, no. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, I just told him, I said, I'm not comfortable leading anybody in, a, in an area that I don't know. So I'll yeah. start from the bottom. Yeah. And I just started from the very bottom and 27 years old, married. Um, we owned a little condo in Santa Ana, college graduate. I was leading adults at Home Depot, and um, I started working at Chick-fil-A on my days off just to make sure, like, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And eventually I left it all, and I was that red shirt team member, this adult, with all these kids. And that's where I started. And, and I just said, I'll work my way up, because I know I don't have the credentials to be. Right, sure. You know, but I, I'll work my way up, and I'll prove to them that I that they should choose me to be an operator. And let me just rewind for one second. So... I, and I, I've heard you tell the story before. So you were in the aisle at, you know, Home Depot and someone came up to you and said, you give great customer service. You should check out Chick-fil-A. I mean, it was just a simple conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Wow. Yeah, he said, you know, man, you're really good. How old are you? I said, 27. And he goes, we got guys that are your age that own their own store. And he goes, you could do that. And I said, you know, um, I said, yeah, but you probably need like $100,000 or a million dollars. Yeah. He said, nope. no, the franchise fee is 5000 I remember. And since then, it's been, they've moved it to ten. but yeah. um, he said 5000 I said, so if I give you a $5,000 check, I can have a Chick-fil-A? And he's like, it's not that, you know. Yeah. Um, but the, the fact is nowadays they have 40,000 applicants a year. Oh, my God. So everybody wants to do it, but they only open like 75 to 100 stores a year. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to get in. Yeah. But for those that make it, it's like winning the lottery. Yeah. You know? So. Wow. And so you you worked your way up from being a red shirt. And, and you talked about all these things about the company that you loved. But what was the part of the job that you hated? Uh. Like when you started, you're like, I can't stand mopping the floors. Or I hate filling napkin dispenser. Like what did you hate? Oh, man. Um, gosh. 
what was stressful for me was the the whole like closing when you when you have to like um finish everything like we close it and you're just like we got to get out of here and it's late and we're gonna be here till 2 a.m and you know and you yeah. end up getting out at like 10 30 or 11 you know right right but just the stress of like the timeline or or, yeah. or um, for me, that was I was like I could do a good job, but like putting a clock on it, we have to open yeah. in this amount of time. My tours are off, and we're only supposed to be here till ten thirty. Yeah, we're that, gonna go I mean, over on what, hours. Like, nightmares are made out of like you, like like you. It keeps you up at night. Yeah. Of like this thought of like you're the only one there. Yeah. And there's people in line, and it's six twenty-five, and we open at six thirty. Yeah. And it's just you, like yeah. that. Oh, that's just that stress. So the anyway, worst. as coming up as a team member. Like, that stuff just stressed me out. And I remember it's funny, like, one of my f uh, first month, this guy said, hey, um, I want you to delegate to the team members, like, all the checklists tonight. Like, tell them who's going to mop, who's, you know. Have yeah. so, ha he said, he said this floor's uh, dirty. Have somebody sweep it. And I said, I I I'll sweep it. And he's yeah. like, no, I don't want you to do it. I want you to tell them to do it. And I was like, I'll just do it. And it was, like, one of my first days, I think. And he's like, no, you tell them to do it. And he's trying to build me into a leader, and right? Like, and I'm oh. like, I'll just let me do it. I'll just do it. Like, I, was I like, love to sweep. Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> no, but I, I was so afraid to, um, to, to delegate, to tell these kids. And it was funny. It was like, I could do it. But I wanted to prove to them first, yeah. I'm willing to do it. Yeah. But now will you do it? You know, like, yeah. I hated delegating something that, like, just out of nowhere, do this. Yeah. And um, when I but didn't you know them or have a rapport, you know. Yeah. But that's a lot of what we teach these kids now. Yeah. You know, nowadays is to, to teach young kids to, to lead. But I, I went through that struggle, you know. Yeah. And we're totally going to get into that. But I want to rewind even further yeah. to all those parents out there that think your kids might not amount to anything because they hate school and they're not doing well and all these things. Did your parents just go... Because you just talked about how well your parents raised yeah. you with the values of Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah. But the motivation was lacking, which is crazy that you even just said that out loud because I could, I would never think yeah. that about you. So were there days when your parents were like, what did we do wrong? Our kid hates high school. He doesn't want to go to college. There's no motivation. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it was tough because my dad was such a hard worker. He was an auto mechanic for, uh, you know. For 25 years, um, just a hard worker, and he. We built our own house as a family. We built wow. this 4,700 square foot house. We bought the, the the foundation on five acres, and we built it. We lived in a trailer for uh, several years while we built this home with as your a hands. Yeah, like, and my dad didn't know how to do it, so he went to Home Depot and he bought VHS ta tapes on how to like frame and how to do plumbing. And he'd watch them, and then he would go out, and he would... So we built this house as a family, and a huge house. And so um, we did that together, just a hard-working family. And where was this? Where was this house? This was up in... It's a little town called Rescue, California. Okay. And so we lived in a trailer for years while we built the house together. And the house is still there? Yeah, and we Standing. actually... We just sold it recently, and they moved down to Southern California. It was t tough to sell it, but at the same time, it, after like 20 years... Um, it, it was going to, we were going to have yeah. to like make improvements to it. And it was, you know. Yeah. Um, shady. I think if we would have left it up there to be rented, um, it would have ended up getting squatters in it or something. Oh, got it. Oh, we have two colors on the line. Well, wow. Questions already. The, okay. The lines are lighting up. I know. This never happens. So, but I will tell you my, it was, it was tough. Uh, there came a point where, um, well, I'd lost a job, lost a job, and I didn't have, before Home Depot, I didn't have anything, and my parents were, my dad was, like, ready to, like, I mean, like, do you kick, do you kick Sean out? Like, I was, I guess I was kind of, like, the good kid. I, d I was the one that didn't get into trouble, like, you know. But you just didn't have motivation. But I just, yeah, it was crazy. And so they're like, you got to, you know, figure something out. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, it was. Crazy. Yeah, I don't. It's weird. It's weird, and I, it scares me to think that I could. One of my kids could be like that, but could be really successful, but go through a period where they're just not motivated to do anything. Yeah. And there was no drugs and no alcohol, absolutely nothing. Yeah. But my dad was convinced that I must have been on drugs or something. Yeah. Because why did? Why don't you just? I just. I when I left McDonald's, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Yeah. Because, but I didn't. I quit McDonald's and I walked out. Like I never came back, and I didn't give it two no weeks. No two weeks. Nothing. Oh my goodness! Like if. 
crushes you now. Yeah, people yeah. shouldn't know that I did that. Because I'm so big about giving a two weeks notice. But yeah. the one job in fast food, uh, I was just a bad kid. Well, and the crazy thing is, is that there you have such a mellow demeanor, but you have this like fierce business sense. So I could see like the mellowness. And yeah. again, I can't see the no motivation, but I could see you being like a super mellow kid, like... It's just a trip. So, I, yeah. should we take a caller? I don't, I, okay, I don't caller worry. number one. Who's calling? Hello? I don't think they're there. Are they there? Hello? Nope, Hello. they're gone. they Let's gone. Oh, well, that was easy. I know, right? <laughs> the lines are lighting up with Hello? prank callers. Hello? 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 They got tired. They went. Uh, they they don't have any motivation to speak. Uh, <laughs> they waited for 15 minutes. <laughs> they wait, oh, for 15 minutes. Oh, my goodness. We Sorry. were just chatting it up. Well, let's talk um, a little bit. We're, we're going to talk about Chick-fil-A. But um, you said you, you talked about being a music major, and you're oh. talking about barbershop. We're not talking about a barbershop where you cut hair. We're talking about, like, you are in, like, is it safe to say, like, a world-renowned barbershop quartet? I think it's yeah, safe to it's say that. it's safe to say. It's yes. safe to say, yeah, I pull up a song or something and put it um you totally can yeah and yeah that's um so yeah and when i was in high school that's the one thing i loved to do was like barbershop quartet stuff i love to harmonize i just loved it it was so weird it was like this thing like boys to men or something no no not boys to men that's not a barbershop quartet i know but i mean like when like, i think of harmonizing <laughs> and it's weird it's so dorky like the one thing when i was a kid there was this disneyland tape and um, on it was the Dapper Dans. And so I would listen to the Dapper Dans and just like, it was almost like these voices were like, it was like an accordion. It's like, how do voices yeah, do, do that? Yeah, do that. And I would just listen and it, it was just amazing. It would just amaze me. And so um, I was like, I, I want to do that. Like, yeah. I want my voice to do that. And okay, so, guys, he's hardcore. Did you find something? Yeah, so um, I don't know. There's all these songs. Um, okay. you got to pick your fave. Oh, goodness. So tell, tell us some of the awards that you've won, all while running a Chick-fil-A business and having children and being married and, like, Yeah. Like you're gnarly. <sighs> well, um, so I'll just put on a song. This is... Every day, yes. but I'm waiting around till you come back my way to stay. Okay. We'll fade it out. Wow. So oh, fade it out. <laughs> fade it. That was awesome. Okay, it's still going. Um. So tell me some yeah. of the. You literally travel. All over the world. Yeah. Um, we were just in Boston a couple weeks ago. We'll be in Atlanta in December. But we've been to um, around 38 to 40 states and um, I think 12 countries all through barbershop. And those are all paid. Like, they'll pay us to come out and sing at a barbershop event. It's crazy because, you know, like, I know, like, professional musicians that are incredible that just... They just play locally. You know, yeah. nobody ever flew them out to another country. Yeah. Um, and we've done all these things just through... It's like a niche. Yeah. Like oh, a, it is. Like, it is. Like it's totally. a small world. And in every city, like big city, has a barbershop chapter. And every year that chapter puts on a show. And that show sells enough seats to have a headliner quartet. And we are, you know, one of the international champion quartets that, that they choose from. And um, so that will come out, we'll do the show, and it'll usually be like in like a junior high auditorium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll go, we're going to Boston, but it's like Boston, like it's like 45 minutes outside of Boston at like an intermediate, um, you know, performing arts Yeah, center. but when you go international, yeah. I've seen you on a stage that's like phenomenal before. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've been to Carnegie Hall, we've done <laughs> Disney Hall, we've done it some really went. big venues, Yes, you know, uh, we've been fortunate to be able to do Lincoln Center in, in New York, um, some really cool things, and so, but when we do the really crazy thing, you know, we'll take good photos of that and stuff, but most of it's just small town chapter things. We're going to be in um, Algona, Iowa uh, next year, which is like, we'll land in wherever Iowa and drive like four hours. It'll be a huge road trip, and we'll do a show in, like, a junior high school, and then we'll drive four hours back 
I mean, Gosh, it's well, just, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And you know, the interesting thing is that I feel like this transitions into talking about Chick-fil-A because it's teamwork. Yeah. In order to sound like that, you all have to be in harmony, for lack of a better word, yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, you really have to, it's like teamwork makes a dream work. And the same thing happens at Chick-fil-A. It takes all parts of the body, right? It tells us that in the word. It takes all parts of the body to make things work. So it's the same in your barbershop quartet as it is in at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And a huge part of the, the blend in that is like, it's 50-50. It's not just singing. Like 50% of it is listening. Yeah. Because like you've got to blend. Like you've got to find like the volume, the timbre, the dynamics, everything, and, and you've got to match it. And yeah. so you've got to listen, and you're listening, and then tuning and singing all in the moment, like with such precision. Insane. Yeah, it's fu it's like so um, it's like art, but it's so just high level technical that it's super. Fun. So tell us the name so people can look it up. Like what's yeah, your yeah, yeah. What, what are your handles? Uh, so this is um, it's OC Times is the name of the quartet, but on like Instagram it's at OC Times, uh, OC Times Quartet, all one word, OC as. Orange County. Well, originally, when we started, we were all in Orange County. And that's what I moved back to California for, to be in that group. Wow. So, and is it all the same guys still, or you've changed um, some people here and there? Uh, about two years, about one year in, we the group that it is now was pretty much from the beginning. Okay. And we and it's really interesting because when I applied to Chick-fil-A, okay. I told them about the quartet. And they they really look for, and I'll tell you this is like... Um, this is free stuff right here for the Chick-fil-A process. They're looking for competitive people. Yeah. They're not just looking for good people. They're looking for competitive people. And um, I went through and, and um, the process. And once I started talking about the barbershop quartet, yeah. like my eyes lit up and they were like, there's something, yeah. there's a spark Magical. in this guy. Yeah. And um, I said when they were like, you know, um, we just don't know if you're the kind of, we just think you're kind of, you might just be a nice guy, not a competitive guy. And I said, hold on, hold on, let me tell, let me just tell you something. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something right now. And I said, when we first started, we didn't even qualify as an international, we couldn't qualify. And then we got like a wild card and we went in like ranked 48th. And I said, but you know what? I said, um, we worked hard and they, we were the underdog coming like last place. Yeah. And we ended 18th that year. Oh, the awesome. next year we came back and we got fifth. And the next year we got third. And I said, we're going to win that contest. I promise you that. Yeah. And we won't stop until we do. And there was something in, in that that they were like, okay, this guy, like, he's he's about being, like, at the top, about being number one, you know? Yeah. And so, and we ended up winning. And so we've done all these these gigs and stuff, and, and it's been awesome. But, yeah, it's That's a so huge rad. part of me. And I think that it, it brought out so much competitiveness and, and drive Yeah. Um, that, uh, that I wouldn't that I, I wouldn't have learned anywhere else, you know? Yeah. So it, it made me into a great leader in business, like yeah. through this process of competing and, you know. So. Yeah. So we're going to get, we're going to take a break, but we're going to go okay. into the meat and potatoes about um, how to pour into great humans. Um, and I feel like that is something that Sean has a total edge on because we're a Chick-fil-A family and we go there all the time and there is a, and I'm not bagging on any other Chick-fil-A's because we Chick-fil-A all over the place. But there is a difference between your Chick-fil-A and other Chick-fil-A's. And you take all these kids from different walks of life, life and you literally pour into them and you raise them to be leaders. And I've seen that year over year over year over year. And, um, and I want to talk about that because I want to talk about what a good leader can do for your kid. And I will say that, you know, Maybe not his next employee, but um, Kiana Scarce, my middle child, is going to work for Sean York. <laughs> In fact, she's dressed. She wanted you to know. I have a picture to show you. She is dressed as a Chick-fil-A employee today and made her own name tag. Uh, I have yeah. to show you this before we get off the air because it's so rad. Here we go. Here's your girl. No way. Uh, yeah, isn't that cool? She goes, you got to show this to Sean. That is so awesome. Yeah, so it. anyhow, we're going to take a break. It. We'll be back in like two minutes or something like that, and then we're going to get into the good stuff. Okay. Okay. 24-7, online at www.hoperadio247.com. Attention all artists, producers, rappers, and singers. It's time for you to take that next step into your musical ministry. 
This is Ramon with Epic Thoughts and Hope Lounge on Hope Radio 24-7, wanting to remind you that our studio, Hope Studios, is open for business. That's right, we have a fully functioning recording studio available to those in the area who want to get their music to the next level. For only $50 an hour, you can get a session to record your music. That's right, I said it, 50 bucks an hour. For more information, call me at 951-603-0031 or you can email me at studio at hoperadio247.com. Again, that's 951-603-0031 or studio at hoperadio247.com. Q the Music Entertainment provides professional entertainment for your weddings, birthdays and anniversary parties, retirement parties, holiday parties, bar and bat mitzvahs and quinceaneras, debutante balls, graduation parties, welcome home parties, and so much more that include DJ, hosting, special lighting, and even a photo booth. Serving the Inland Empire, Los Angeles, Orange, and San Diego counties, contact us today at 888-580-7979 or 714-865-5086. And make sure to visit our website at www.thelettercuthemusicdj.com. That's www.thelettercuthemusicdj.com. Because when it's time to celebrate, it's time to cue the music. Hey everyone, this is Sean Kelly from the Hours of Hope Radio Show, and I'm just here to tell you about something near and dear to my heart, and one of the main reasons why we have Hope Radio 247.com. Hope Recovery Center is a faith-based outpatient recovery center who helps people with any hurt, habit, or addiction. The services we provide here are free of charge and available to anyone. We found the vast majority of people, they don't need a professional psychiatrist, What they really need is someone to listen to them, someone to love them, and to be part of something, a family in particular. For more information, call 951-603-0031. Again, the number is 951-603-0031. Or visit our website at www.hoperecoverycenterinc.org. As I always say, Godspeed, my friends. Cutting Kings is Corona's premier gentleman's barbershop. Discover our personal touch with a hot towel shave, essential oils, or neck massage. We service all hair types and are located on the historic Grand Circle. Call 951-208-3057 or book online at cuttingkings.com. That's K-U-T-T-N-K-I-N-G-S.com. Awesome. So hopefully, if you guys are on this new recording, um, you can hear us better. Um, but, so, I wanted to talk, you know, we, we talked the first half about Sean and his family and, and kind of his past and what led him to Chick-fil-A and, and all the things that kind of have built him up to the leader that he is has become and is becoming because we never stop growing, right? So we're always learning. Um, in fact, you were just telling me about this new thing that you were learning about that you have to research more. So um, yeah. I love that. We're always evolving as people, yeah. you know, no matter how great of a place we think we're in, there's just so much more to, to learn. So uh, I want to talk about, you know, uh, how you pour into people and the different things that you've done at Chick-fil-A that were really outside of the Chick-fil-A box. Yeah. And you said... Uh, I'm all about story and I'm all about people and I'm going to do these things. And you kind of changed. I mean, to me, 
you change the DNA, but it just goes back to what kind of leader you are. So, so talk to me about some of those things and how they, how they came about. Okay. So, um, the, it, it really starts with, I'm, I'm total introvert, right? Like that's just kind of how I'm wired. And, um, but I always wanted to have a store where people loved to be, you know? Yeah. And one, at one point I realized what it was going to take uh-huh. is that I had to like emotionally feed, pour into people. And it was, it was depressing to me because I didn't think like, I was like, I, c- I was not Tracy scarce that like, <laughs> you know, just really nourishes them and emotionally feeds them. I was just, I would rather be working on an Excel spreadsheet. I just didn't, wasn't wired like that. And, um, so really a lot of it came from, I'm a systems guy and I'm yeah. like, there's a, I, I will find a system for everything. And ultimately what I did, and I think like changing the game of like culture in, in yeah. Chick-fil-A was creating systems yeah. that, uh, that build culture. Yep. And that's, that's the difference. Instead of saying like, um, culture comes from our heart and comes from, you can create systems to where people can connect with each other, yeah. you know? And so building an environment to where people start to emotionally feed each other was something, um, there was a, like a light bulb moment when I went and visit Zappos and I said like, this is such a big company. How does everybody like get recognition from like the top down and how does it, and it goes, and the guy said, it doesn't always have to come from above. There's it can come from laterally, right? Right. You know, and so this is how we um, we encourage each other later, and they like write notes, and they get to send it to each other. Yeah. And somebody created that system at some point. Somebody said, "Hey, we're going to create a system to where we can honor each other laterally, our peers." Yeah. And and I was just like, it's genius. Like somebody had to create that. Yeah. I want to be in the business of like creating things like that to where people can pour into each other and feed each other. And because I know it needs to be done and I know it's important and it's powerful, but I just don't always have like the capacity to feed 150 people everything that they need (coughs) to be fed. Totally. So um, that was a lot of like um, the, you know, the mother of invention, you know, was just like, I I know it needs to happen and I can't do it. So I got to figure out ways to systemize this. And so some of the things that I did was. Um, you know, honoring people through photos. And I have this saying that says, like, home is where they hang your picture. And if Um, we, you know, think of the places in your life that your picture's hung, those places mean a lot to you. What if my restaurant was one of those places where, you know, we we honored, like, the people that were there didn't feel like they just worked there or existed there, but what if they felt like they were celebrated there? Yeah. They would feel more like home. And so in doing that, I'm the artistic guy. I would take photos. And so we started doing portraits. And I said, like, what if um, these are fast food workers? Yeah. But what would it look like if they were celebrities? You know, like, what would we do if they were actually like, hey, did you know this? You know, they were on American Idol or something. We would put their picture on the wall. Right. Why don't we do that anyway? Yeah. And so it was just like a different way of of saying, like, what would it look like if we actually cared that much about them? You know, Uh what would we do? Well, let's do it anyway. And that came from really our founder, Truett Cathy, and, and the My Pleasure. He said... This is fast food. And he goes, but when you go to Ritz Carlton, they say it's my pleasure. And he goes, why can't we do that? People are people. Yeah. Why can't we treat them the, the way that they do at the Ritz Carlton? Yeah. And so that's where my pleasure came from. And so it's really kind of uh, extending that of saying, like, how do we treat them? And so putting photos, I started taking portraits and putting photos uh, throughout the restaurant. And now we have, if you go into um, just the location over here, you'll see the top tenured people that have been there the longest. There's photos on, on the walls of them. Um, but even photos in the break room, we do so much photos just to build, you know, um, the, the connection yeah. between each, uh, tw- between each other. So, and so are, is people's goal to like get their picture on the wall? Uh, they don't talk about it a lot, but when, but, um, but when they eventually do, they, it's a big deal. You know, they, they're, they're proud of it. So I love it. And um, so. You don't, you don't, the thing is you don't get your picture on the wall without somebody else quitting or, you know, like leaving. And so it's not like they like hunt around and try and get someone fired. Right, 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 right. But it's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's so rad. And then I'm a big social media girl. I used to run social media media for a living. And when you go to a fast food, you know, first of all, Chick-fil-A has, uh, you know, 
what do you call it? I mean, they're location-based uh, Chick-fil-A Instagrams. Yeah, local ownership. Local so ownership. Each store has their own marketing plan and everything. Right. So if you go, what are, what are your handles for your Instagram? Yeah, so it's at um, CFA, as a Chick-fil-A, yeah, CFA Crossings and uh -huh. CFA HVP, which is Hidden Valley Parkway. So yeah. CFA Crossings, CFA HVP on Instagram. Yeah. So when you go to, I don't know, Carl's Jr. or whatever, In-N-Out, you see pictures of the food, this big, just phenomenal picture that's professionally taken by somebody and it shows the food yeah when you go to your instagram on those those two handles what do you see no food no food i and i tell them I, we don't yeah no this food. is chick-fil-a and there is no food on their freaking instagram you did that why'd you do that well so we started you know i, I would look at our posts and we, we used to do, like, here's a sandwich, here's a biscuit, or whatever. And it would get, like, five likes. Mm -hmm. And then we'd say, like, oh, here's this person. Let's feature this person. And it would get, like, 30 or 50 likes. And I was just like, you know what? Nobody cares about the food. They only care about, you know, when we highlight people. And then I said, like, wait, hold on. Let's look at the likes. And I would look at it, and I'm like, these are all team members. This doesn't even count. This isn't fair. These are just all, like, current employees yeah. and past employees. And so it was kind of like we were cheating, you know, like all the likes were, yeah, we're from, these, aren't, these yeah. aren't customers. And then I just it was like, you know, if that's what it is, then let's, let's just run with it. Yeah. And so it was like, you know what, if they don't care about the food, they already know. The fact that they're following us knows they know about our food. Yeah, right. And so they don't need to be reminded like they know what Chick-fil-A is. And so, um, so I just said, you know what, what if... We just said, we're not going to post about food anymore. We're just going to post about people. We know yeah. that's where the likes are anyway. Yeah. And so then we kind of said, like, well, so what are we going to post? And so we kind of came up with the idea of, you know, promotions, um, you know, people like celebrations. and yeah. you know, New so hires. You even post about new hires. New hires. Um, because, <laughs> because we know if we post about new hires, we feature them, they'll probably come in and they'll say, oh, that's me. And they'll, yeah. they'll follow the page. Yeah. And so, um, but really the page is... It is a photo album. It is a photo album of our family. It's a family photo album. And, you know, um, when you look at a family photo album, it's your first day of school. It's your graduation. Yeah. It's all these things. That's all it is. It's our family photo album that you're following. And it is a sneak peek behind the curtain of our, our Chick-fil-A family. And these are all the moments that matter to us. Yeah. And that's it. And um, that's... We don't, you know, it's like, if you want to know what already, it's like yeah. to work here, like that's, we, we, we try and capture all the moments that matter. And, and I would have to say as a parent and then also a, a future child that, that wants to work for, for Chick-fil-A, that is like, wow, what a really cool place to work. They're not posting about food or their fries or their nuggets or their lemonade or their cookie, which I love. Cookie's good. I, I'm not sure if you guys know about the cookie, says the health coach, but it's really good. And they serve it warm. So when I really want to indulge, I do a cookie. Anyway, so moving right along. I mean, what a great, what great leadership and what great culture. I just, I just think it's phenomenal. It like blows my mind. So good job, dude. Thank you. Killing yeah. it. <laughs> I love it. Killing it. Killing it. It's fun. So, um, you know, I have a couple of questions about the kids, the people. Yeah. That I, they start with you oftentimes. I mean, it's not total fact, but oftentimes they start with you young. You're, you're hiring younger kids. But you do have a couple people that didn't start with you young. Yeah. So certainly you, you hire at any age. And I, and I love that. But, you know, there's, there's what are the key things that you do? I mean, you've got all these kids, these youth. And what are the things that when they come in, you're like, I, we have to drill this into them. These are the key things. These are the fundamentals and how it prepares them for life. Yeah. Because that's what you do. And I know that you hear those stories coming back because your kids, your, your people come to see you after they graduate college or when they go get married or when they have kids, you're still seeing them and there's still this loyalty to you because you raised them. Yeah. Well, people ask me, like, where do, where do you get your people? You know, where do you find them? Um, and the one thing that I, I will say that um, it's important to, I'll tell you who I am. Like, I, 
I'm okay. So I'm just a natural problem solver. Like I love problems. I love puzzles, and I love yeah. And so for me, um, like one of the coolest like things to solve that I love solving is looking at somebody and going, I see something, like there's potential, there's opportunity, yeah. you know, and saying, you know, like I, I'll I'll say this to to, and this isn't Chick Fil A. This is everywhere I go. You know, hey. You know, like, you know, if you if you just did this a little bit, you know, if you just dressed like this, you did this, like, man, you could get, you know, there's potential there. There's potential. Like, I'm always looking for potential. Yeah. I just, I can't shut that off. You yeah. know, that's something I just think about in my mind of like, hey, that's a good idea. But if you did this, it would be a great idea, you know. And I see it like the most powerful thing is in people. And you see these kids come in at this impressionable age and they're very impressionable and they can go in any direction. And, and you just go like, man, I see so much potential in this kid. Yeah. And um, it's exciting to me. It's like yeah. the most exciting puzzle to solve is like they could go anywhere in life. And how do I steer them in this? Because they're starting here. Yeah. And so it's exciting. Um, <clears throat> I am drawn to this group of people. I think, you know, I, I, I was drawn to, you know, ministry. I was drawn to like high school, college age. Yeah. And, and I still am, and I still am. It's weird. Um, I even sing, I sing in a, in a chorus right now, the Westminster Chorus. It's one of the best like men's um, singing groups like in the world. It's yeah. amazing if you look them up, the Westminster Chorus. Uh, it's a barbershop group, but it's all high school, college age kids. And I'm still in it, they still let me in. I, uh, That's I, so cool. But, um, but I'm drawn to this age group, I am, and I see so much potential in, in, um, in these kids. But I focus on what they do effortlessly, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of my, it's what's crazy is a lot of the leadership, my top leadership is not, um, like I'll sit there and I'll go like, hey, what's easy for you? What do you love doing? Yeah. What's difficult for you? Yeah. Um, we have a thing like, a, you know, what's a, of all those things that are in, within your control, like what is, what's a passion and what's a chore, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, these are the chores, these are the passions. Okay, like let's, let's get you in a spot where, where, with what you do effortlessly. Yeah. So when we hire people, we do look for things like eye contact and you yeah. know enthusiasm and because we know if we hire them with like naturally they're naturally enthusiastic then they will do this job effortlessly yeah. if they're not it's going to be really tough for them so we start with that we start for you know, looking for people with with that natural enthusiasm that you can put them even when they get nervous they still smile yeah. you know yeah, they yeah. still laugh and they still okay that's good we can work with that um but um it's it's a tough um the, the fast food industry, it's a revolving door, right? Yeah. So like they come in, they get a job, they work through high school, maybe maybe college if they stick around, if they yeah. go to junior college, you have them for a few years. Yeah. And then they go off to their career or, or something else, they move away to another college. You don't have them for long. Yeah. I liken it to like, you know, Kentucky basketball, right? <laughs> you don't have four years to turn someone into a champion. No. You've got one year. Yeah. And your your championship team has got to be your starting line's got to be freshmen. Yeah. And so how do we do that? You yeah. know, how do we turn entry level kids into champions? Yeah. And so that is that's a challenge, but that's what we do. You know. Well, and I heard you say two things without you even saying it was you believe in people before they believe in themselves yeah. sometimes because you look at them and you say there's this potential. That's number one. And number two, you set people up for success because you're managing your expectations of what those kids or employee can give you. And you're like, let me put you where I know you're going to shine. Yeah. And then let me take these problem areas because you ask from the beginning, what are your problem areas? And let me develop you there. Yeah, it's definitely, um, what was the first one? Oh, um, seeing the, yeah. I would say there's a, probably, I've probably had a lot of, through the years, people. a lot of people that said that Sean, and, and not to, you know, to my own horn or anything, but it said like Sean saw something in me that yeah, I didn't see myself. Yeah, in them. Um, and, but I, I just, I, I sometimes I, I just see these things and my gut tells me and I just go like, man, I know you don't see it, but man, I do. Yeah. I see some, an incredible leader. Like there are people that come in that just carry themselves with influence. Mm -hmm. You know these people, like yeah. they carry themselves with influence and every, you see everybody following them yeah. and they have no idea. Yeah. They have no idea that, like, I'm like, you've only been here a month, and people that have been here for a year are asking you what they should do. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. You're and clear. they don't see it. They don't. Because, because they don't have the confidence. Yeah, But exactly. I'm like, you've got natural influence that, like, everybody wishes they had. Yeah. And, and say, like, man, you, 
wield that like a sword, you know? Yeah. And so they, they really, I just, I don't feel confident and be like, well, I see it, man. I see it. Yeah. So we, so we push them forward and, and it's important to have, we have, um, a really important part of developing these kids is giving them this, the stair step thing and keeping them moving forward. Yeah. Um, if they were to come in and on, they hit a wall and they go, Oh, this is a dead end job. Yeah. Like I came in, I was ready to work. And then like, I want to move forward. But, but we have a progressive stair step of like, team member, advanced team member, crew yeah. lead, advanced, you know, that I created, you know, through yeah. the years that we've created all these, um, working with my leadership teams, you know, have, have built these checklists yeah. and each one is like one page. And so they move on to the next one and get a raise yeah. the next one, the next one. Yeah. And so they, everybody is working on something. And so there's this culture of like wanting to move to the next step. Um, Progression. Yeah. And so that they, they're constantly feeling like they're moving towards something. That's yeah. very important, especially with this generation, I will tell you, that it's almost celebrated in this generation to hop around to different jobs. And um, if you want to, if you know, the important part of that retention is making sure that they're always feeling like there's something more, there's something more to learn. Yeah. And that they're always moving forward because it's, it's like a ride and they'll stay on the ride as long as it's moving. The moment the ride stops, they'll, they'll get off and do something else. And so um, it, it's not uncommon for someone to say like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for another job, but I want to make sure I want to finish my list first and I want to get promoted. And once I do that, I feel like now nah, then, you then know, so um, so then they get promoted and well, here's the next checklist. Look at yeah, this. Exactly. Um, I think you could be even, you know, so it's important to to make them, you know, give them an opportunity to always move forward is, is so important. Yeah. Well, you're talking about jumping around. And I think that today's just society just glorifies that. I mean, there's always another, these kids have no attention span. There's always another YouTube video to watch. There's always another game to play. There's always another person to follow on social media. And can I be like this person or can I be like that person? I mean, it's just kind of a crazy time. I feel old when I say that because I remember when my parents would say, well, when I was young, it wasn't like this. And yeah. now I'm like, oh my gosh, like the world from the time my parents grew up to when I grew up to now, it's like just the the chaos of just social media alone. Yeah. So there is, there is, um, here's the, the, the cool thing about all of that, right? So like, um, so we have, when you said it was things that aren't in Chick-fil-A DNA. So we have a training program that's completely outside of anything that, that has ever been like developed or, you know, so, um, we know that because of social media, because of the phone, and because of that instant access to energy, yeah. that, I'm sorry, energy, information. Information. Um, and energy, but um, the instant access to information, they have all the answers, you know, mm -hmm. right in front of them. Yeah. And if they ask you something and you don't have the answer, they're like, you've lost their attention, right? Yeah, I'm going and to Google. So, <laughs> and so anyway, um, we had this um, training, all these training resources online for Chick-fil-A, and it was like, oh, it's on like E-Train. You just have to log in, you know, and so if, if somebody came to you and said, hey, I need on my checklist, I need to learn how to do lemonade. They would say, like, um, I need to learn how to do lemonade. OK, well, you can log on to E-Train. Yeah. And um, OK, so well, what's the website? OK, so here's the website. Let me write yeah. it down for you. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, you need your login. I don't have my login. OK, well, I'll reset your password and I'll email it to you. I don't even know how to get on my email. Like the struggle. OK. And like you've already lost. You've already lost their full attention. They're like, no, you know what? Never mind. So here's the thing. Let's change the way this whole thing works. You want to know how to do lemonade? What are you doing right now? I'm on my break. Well, guess what? Right outside that door, someone's making lemonade right now. Open your eyes. Yeah. Because, like, that's how you're going to learn. Yeah, they're just used to watching a video and learning it. Yeah, not like, like no one's going to spoon feed you. Yeah. And so here's the cool part about, like, this different mindset in training. Yeah. We give you a list. You come in first 30 days. Here's a list of things. Some of it you learned when we when we said you had to do online training. Yeah. Some of it maybe you paid attention to, maybe you didn't. Yeah. And then we had a week of like shadowing. And maybe you paid attention, maybe you didn't. Yeah. So now you have a list that you have 30 days to complete. What did you learn? If you didn't, and like, it's like, hey, go get, uh, these are easy things. They're not yeah. that difficult. Some of it maybe you learned, maybe you didn't. But if you didn't, you got to figure it out. Yeah. And if you don't finish the list in 30 days, you don't have a job. Wow. It's kind of like a, it's like a high level scavenger hunt <laughs> yeah. because it's like, go figure it out. Yeah. So, um, well, I don't, I, I, I mean, I, I was there when they made lemonade, but I wasn't really paying. Okay. Go back and pay attention. Well, you can go online 
or you can just go ask the person who trained you, or you can just go and watch, like on your break, like you can, yeah. you can look, you can, but you got to figure it out somehow. Yeah. And so um, it's a little bit of tough love. Yeah. But here's the thing with these kids. If they go through their life waiting for people to show them stuff, yeah. waiting, you know, like it's not going to always be on Google. Yeah. And no one's going to spoon feed you. Yeah. When you get your real job, the people that rise to the top are the people who just figure it out. Yeah. And if I can teach you to figure it out, yeah. like you are going to do so well in life. And so our training thing is you learn by, guess what? Learning happens all around you. Yeah. Uh, you get, we get ice, right? You're like on your list, I have to go get ice. Um, can someone show me how to get ice? Uh -huh. Here's an idea. Someone's getting it right now. Just open your eyes. Watch them. Yeah. yeah. It's happening all around you. And if you can unlock that in their mind, like that is instant access to information. Yeah. Learning by observation, by watching, by yeah. asking questions. That is the instant access. Put away your phone yeah. and look at me. Yeah. This is instant access to information right yeah. now. And um, and I love how you give them a timeline. You have 30 days. Yeah. If you can't figure that out, then, yeah. then you won't have a place here. But if you can, yeah. here's the next list. Yeah. Figure this one out. Yeah. You know? And so it's like just another puzzle. But... Um, but it's really cool, and I think that like this is a development in these kids that will set them up for success. Yeah. Because if, if you can figure out problem, whether you're an architect or anything, yeah. just learn. Like that guy across the way is amazing. Yeah. Learn from him. Yeah. Ask him questions. Find out what he does and get better. Yeah. Like that will take them anywhere they want to go. Yeah. So it's great. It reminds me of, um, and I'm, we're going to end with this, but you know, I never worked for you. I was just friends with you, and I remember specifically one day at the beach, and I'm sure you know where I'm going with this, where we had this, I'm going to lose my noodle, where we had this conversation, and we always kind of talked at a high level, and there was just something I couldn't get past. I'm like, Sean, gosh, I'm good at everything in my life, but I can't conquer this. I couldn't conquer it. Do you remember that conversation? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. It literally changed my life because I would all and I tell it often I would always come back to that conversation and you looked at me and and I I don't remember the exact words do you remember more of the conversation yeah, I think I was like Tracy everything in marketing you kill it yeah. you kill like marketing like business you kill it and I, I remember saying like because you're like Russ is so good and he just decides oh, I'm gonna lose this weight then he loses this weight and, yeah. and and you're like I can't do it I've tried I've gone to CrossFit or I've gone to this I can't do it yeah but if it's marketing I'll kill it yeah. you know and I said you you do and I said one of these days you're gonna figure out how to like apply everything that you apply to marketing and you're just gonna like point it in this direction and apply it to this and if you could ever figure that out it'd be easy yeah. And then, like, it was just all of a sudden one day, like, seeing, like, what you were doing, I was like, oh, shoot, she figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think you saw me after I had lost all my weight. Yeah. And you just looked at me, and you were like, you figured it out. Yeah. You, I knew and we were at Panera. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were at Panera, and I walked up, and you go, you figured it out. And it's like, those words just, I didn't work for you. You didn't need to tell me those things, but you poured into me. At a time in my life, I just needed those words. And I figured it out, and now the rest is history. Yeah. You know, I, I married the two. I got my health under control. I figured out the marketing side of, of all those things, and I applied it to myself. And, and sometimes people need to know they feel like failure, failure, <sighs> failure. And sometimes yeah. it, sometimes people need to hear, you it, you're 97% of the way there. Yeah. Just figure these three things out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And they think that they're only they think that they're only one percent there. Yeah. And sometimes having somebody say you're almost there. Yeah. Just it's just this much. It's like that visual of the iceberg. Have you ever seen that where the guy is chipping away and chipping away and chipping away, and he's like almost to the end of the iceberg, but he can't see it, and he quits, and he's like an inch or whatever it is. It's like yeah, this, yeah. like I don't know. I can't remember what it what it looked like, but you know. You teach people how to believe in themselves and how to not give up. And you did that for me. And I will forever be thankful. Thank you. So, Appreciate that. That's it. We've got 23 seconds. Do you have any quote you want to tell? Uh, I put you on the spot there. What is the most important thing in the world? It's the people, the people, the people. Yeah.
just love the people. That's what our whole life revolves around, both you and I. So thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.